Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Diacast. My name is Kas and I'm joined here today by Adi and Brent. Today is Thursday, September 21st, 2017. And we've got a few cool topics to talk about today. First up, I'd like to have a follow-up about my temporary switch back to daily injections. We're going to be talking about dealing with diabetes during events. Adi was a member of a closed-loop trial that he's going to talk about, and we've got a little request for you at the end. But before we start, I'm going to ask you guys, what's your BG right now? Uh, my BG is 117. Ooh. Mine's 112. Ooh. So 117 is 6.5 millimoles per liter, and 112 is 6.2. I'm going to check mine now because I... I am very prepared. I just got the G5 not too long ago, so... Ooh. Can go on to 10, 10 hours without uh, calibrating, boys. Fancy. G4 can go 12. Oh, I'm at 11.2, so that's a thing. Ooh. 11.2. 11.2 is 202 milligrams per deciliter. But to be fair... An hour ago, I was at 13, and I had dinner since then, so... That's a good point. You know. That is very fair. But yeah, um, All right. I'm not the winner today. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally, we, <laughs> and a- a- Adi and I get to uh, have our wins. Finally, Kals' BG isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had a lot of good days in a row now. Me too. I haven't. I'm jealous. I think my average... Besides, was, like... like Sorry, go ahead. Estimated A1C was like, uh, what was it like five four? Oh, nice. Which is like about one hundred and eight, uh, or like one hundred and eight milligrams per deciliter, or six millimoles per liter. Damn, it's pretty good. It's average. Yeah. I um have this app, Diabetes M, which under overview gives every day a blue rating, which means you were too low. A green rating, which means you were mostly in range, and then a red rating, which means you were mostly high. The past 30 days, I think maybe 25 of them are red. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, I am not satisfied. My endo says it's fine, and I'm just being tough on myself, but I am not satisfied. Yeah. The first topic I'd like to talk about is my experiments with going back on MDI temporarily which I dubbed the Pensperiment. I did this um, during the last recording, which was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. And um, my main motivation to do it was to put back some structure in my life, like don't snack all the time, just have set meal times. Um, maybe try to get more stable nights and just, I don't know, to... Back to basics, I guess. Um, and now that it's over, I did have some results. The first thing I noticed was that I definitely didn't snack as much. Because you're not going to snack if you have to step yourself every time. Yeah. So I had breakfast, lunch, dinner, and that was it. So that was great. Very predictable meal times, which is always helpful. Yeah. Um, my days were surprisingly stable, like... I was in range most of the time, even after meals, so that was great. My nights were still disappointing. I feel like I needed a higher basal rate, but I couldn't really get one because my uh, the traceba that I use for basal is active for 40 hours, so you can't like 
take more at night and then expect it to not be working in the morning anymore. And yeah, I just felt like my days were way more structured, which is something that I liked. Cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much it. Yeah. And I just heard from Brent that he's actually still uh, on MDI 2 since last time, yeah. I believe. Since the last time we recorded, I yeah. stayed on MDI. Why? I don't know. I just didn't feel motivated enough to go on the the pump. Okay. And like, I don't want to mess with uh, my basil on the pump right now. I don't know why. But I switched to pens finally instead of syringes, uh, insulin pens. When did this happen? Uh, like a few weeks ago. Huh. And you noticing any difference between pens and syringes? It's a lot easier and more convenient to use pens because I don't have to like insert the syringe into that vial of insulin and then pull it out and whatnot. I just flip a switch or turn a knob and just insert it. Yeah, so it's just more convenience, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I did have like... After the last podcast, like like a week after we recorded, I started having like really highs, like super highs. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened, like because I was taking, I think, ten ten basil, like ten in the morning and ten at night. And which type of basil is this? Uh, it's basil gar, and now I'm taking twenty four twenty four. Damn, so, damn. That's a big upgrade, but I've been, yeah, I've been pretty, pretty smoothly. Like yesterday I had pretty much a straight line on my oh, damn. CGM. Nice. Yeah. When you're planning to go back to pump? Uh, I want to maybe in November or October. Cool. Because I don't want to deal with the basils and whatnot. I want my endo to do that, <laughs> just to be sure. <laughs> Maybe Endo do all the the calculating. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, So one thing actually that I noticed from the fact that like my nights are always unstable, like just they are, I don't know. It's just a thing. Yeah. And so I emailed my Endo and said like, I'm unhappy with the way my nights are going because I always go to sleep at like six millimoles, which is uh, 108. And I wake up at like 13, which is 2.34. Damn. Um, so I email them and they're like, oh yeah, I'll, uh, we'll have a look at your settings. And they came back and they changed my carb ratio for breakfast. Like, what? What? <laughs> this, what? That's, that's not the problem. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, <laughs> changing that did help a little, but it didn't yeah. fix my nights. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not always clear what fix would solve your issue. Like sometimes it's something different than you would expect. Yeah. But breakfast is like the one thing I would never expect to fix my nights, which it didn't. So yeah. Yeah. All right. I'd quickly like to remind people that are listening right now. Um, I saw in the statistics that most people, about 80% of you guys listen to the podcast on like on our website. And it's cool that you're using our website, but it's not the best listening experience, I think. And I'd just like to let you guys know that we're on all kinds of platforms. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're in a bunch of um, podcasting apps like Pocket Casts. And I just received a sign-up form for trying to get into Spotify. So 
maybe we'll be on Spotify soon. That would be cool. So yeah, you can subscribe to our podcast on a bunch of platforms. And that way you'll also get notified when we release a new episode. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, so next up, we're going to talk about dealing with diabetes during events. Uh, Cass was at Gamescom about a month ago, and he can talk about that, right, Cass? I can, and I will. Um, so like Eddie said, I went to Gamescom 2017. And before I start about the diabetes things, I'd just like to say that it was really fun, and I want to go again next year. So um, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> and I found out, that like this was the first time I went to a multi-day event without my parents, like without it being some kind of vacation. Yeah. Um. So, since ever. <laughs> <laughs> and um. So I didn't really have any experience managing my diabetes during like long days of being in some event location with questionable hand cleaning spaces and food. So that was interesting. The thing I was afraid of the most was the irregular eating times. Yeah. Because sometimes you're standing in line or you're looking at a demo or whatever, and you can't just say like, oh, I'm going to get up and get a sandwich. Like one day I had lunch at 11, then at 2, then I just skipped dinner and had a bit of beer and, you know, difficulties timing things, especially since I wasn't alone I was with a friend and then also another friend of mine with some girlfriend, I think, person of his. Um, so we were with four people trying to plan things out. So it's never regular because everyone wants to eat at a different time and it's annoying. <laughs> so the irregular eating times did cause a bit of trouble because in my pump I have different carb ratios for different times. And those are yeah. set up to match my regular eating time. So... One of them starts in the morning and then ends at 10. And then the other one ends at like four. And so like each of my meals fits in one of those blocks. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I had breakfast before or after the breakfast block. So I was too high or too low. And then dinner was just all over the place. So one thing I learned from that was to not use the bonus wizard in my pump when I'm having such irregular meal times, because it uses the wrong carb ratio and messes everything up. Yeah. So the final day, I just remembered my own carb ratio and did the math by myself. And that it helped me get better post-meal results. Um, furthermore, I was basically always borderline high, like hovering around 8 millimoles per liter, which is about 140 milligrams per deciliter, which isn't bad, but being up there all day isn't great um yeah i didn't really figure out how to fix that but yeah that's just an issue i was dealing with one thing i guess i could do better is not snack on things because it's really easy when you're standing at the booth they're handing out candies to just take one and then at the next one also take a candy and then after a while you'll be eating a whole bunch of carbs without actually taking insulin and also just event food is terrible because everything is fatty and lots of carbs and so for lunch we had french fries and then the rest of the event i'm high because i ate french fries mm. so the only thing i could give as advice for that i guess is bring your own food but yeah no well 
I could say about the whole uh, eating fatty foods and event food and not being able to maintain like good sugar. Um, I've been to all sorts of like not exactly events, but like multi-day things that I wasn't eating regularly or eating well, like non-fatty things. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just changes between people because I dealt with it pretty well, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, like just the activity, like walking around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gamescom is a lot of standing in line, so yeah, which turns into sitting in line because no one's gonna stand in line <laughs> for three hours squatting in line no just sitting <laughs> they were handing out seats everywhere so that's cool like little cardboard fold them yourself ssd shaped seating things pretty cool ssd shaped seating things i want one of those now um but one thing that i did notice was that a cgm is f-ing amazing because um like you can't really wash your hands or anything and if you're eating and doing things all the time your hands are going to be dirty and I'm one of those people that likes to wash their hands before they test their blood glucose levels. So having a CGM is really helpful so you don't need to test before having a meal. Yeah. And then you can find like a toilet or something, whatever, to wash your hands to calibrate the sensor. I guess to sum it up, my experience with uh, events is irregular eating times don't work for me, but I found a way to work around it by just not following the bonus wizard in my pump. I was high all the time, but I kind of just accepted it because I was having a good time and, like, I didn't want to worry about it too much. Yeah. And if you can't get a CGM, just get a CGM. Not just for events, but just they're cool in general. Just get a CGM. Yeah, just get a CGM. (laughs) I think Brent also has some experience going to events, to concerts. Uh, Yeah, I've never been to, uh, like a week-long event or anything, like a multi-day event, but I go to concerts sometimes where, like, everyone's just dancing and, like, singing. So me, I am not very physically active, so I try to uh, keep a close watch on my blood sugar when I'm, like, doing all these things and sweating. I don't know. I When I go to concerts, I don't... Like, I usually eat before... So I don't have to deal with uh, going low or whatnot. I don't know. I don't really have much experience in going to multi-day events, so I wouldn't... Yeah, but like even concerts, like I don't often go to concerts, but like there's a lot of drinking and eating snacks and doing crazy things. Living in America and being 19, I don't drink, so... Right. (laughs) I mean, like don't you have like a soda, just water or... Uh, I usually bring glucose tabs and uh-huh. sometimes a little snack, like candy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I just keep a close eye on my with my CGM. This episode of the Diacast is brought to you by our amazing patrons at patreon.com slash diacast. We really appreciate their support, which helps us bring you this podcast. We've got a few awesome perks you can choose from if you do decide to support us with some of your hard-earned money. For $3 per episode, you will get access to a patron-only audio feed in which we post bonus content like unedited episodes and special outtakes. For $10 per episode, you can listen to us live while we are recording, and you will also be able to read a text channel in which we send each other items for the podcast. 
And then for $15 per episode, you will also be able to type in the channel so we can see what you're typing while we are recording. If you would like to sign up to be a patron, please visit patreon.com slash diacast or click the link in the show notes. Most of these perks are in our Discord server, which you can find at discord.gg diabetes. We are a community of over 250 members now, most of which are diabetics. You can join in to talk about things like diabetes, recipes, video games, or any other cool things you want to talk about. Once again, that's discord.gg diabetes and patreon.com slash diacast. Okay, so Adi, you participated in a trial for a closed loop system late August. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so basically it was a clinical trial for different versions, different software versions of the Medtronic 670G to try and improve the glucose prediction and automatic bolus and basal like adjustments. Mm-hmm. I got the control group, which was uh, pretty much what's on the market right now. Um, so uh, basically, the the trial was it it was like sort of in two parts. Uh, before we actually got to the trial, we got the pump for ten days before it to like just use as a pump. We weren't allowed to activate the like automatic basal adjustment mode, but we were allowed to use it just as a normal pump. So mm-hmm. you know, correction boluses stuff like that um and like during that time it seemed like a pretty good pump it was like it had nice ui it was responsive and looked kind of new and apparently it was waterproof but i didn't try that i wasn't allowed to try that um (laughs) uh so uh 10 days pass uh my my glucose is pretty good during those days and mind you this is i switched to like it's it's a pump plus CGM combo because it needs it for the predictions and adjustments and stuff. So I switched off of my Dexcom G4, which is connected to Night Scout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my parents couldn't see my BG, and uh, I couldn't see it like on my watch. I have a smartwatch that I can see my my glucose on, and uh, it was I guess, I guess it was it was different than what I'm usually used to. Uh, but it it was a nice change. Uh, so the so second stage arrives. We go to the to the place where the the trial happens. It was an eleven day trial. It was pretty much everyone's at a hotel. All the I think it was like sixty participants from different age groups. Uh, there was like young, uh, like a middle group and an adult group. I was in the middle group, and um, so. Basically, we weren't allowed to do what we wanted pretty much ever. Uh, we were only allowed to, like, do as they say or something very close to it. We had, like, free time, but we weren't allowed to go outside and, like, play basketball on the court. We were allowed to stay inside and play cards because Ooh, exciting. doing sport might have, you know, tampered with our glucose levels when they didn't want it to. I mean that makes so, sense if it's a proper trial. It does. It does make sense that they want to keep it controlled. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were also weren't allowed to give any correction boluses when our glucose mm-hmm. was high, mm-hmm. which in theory sounds like a great idea because the pump's supposed to do that itself, right? You know, like, yeah. 
uh, adjust the basil, so sugar goes down, everything's great. But it didn't do that very much. Oh. Um, my glucose during the time where the automatic mode was activated was on average probably like 230 milligrams per deciliter, which is like 12.8 millimoles per liter, which is a lot for 11 days straight, right? Yeah, damn. In addition to the horrible glucose levels, which from, like, because of that, sometimes I just didn't, I skipped meals because I didn't want my glucose to go up to 400, which is like 20, 20, like 20 plus millimoles per liter. Damn. And like, when you had a meal, you were only allowed to bolus for the carbs, I guess then? We were only allowed to bolus for the carbs. Uh, We were told to calibrate it and then wait until the, like, the glucose that we input it, like, disappeared so it wouldn't take it into consideration. Right. Like, we were specifically told, don't use the glucose you calibrated it with, because then it might correct. Oh, no. Yeah, because then it's going to add a correction bonus to your thing. Uh, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, it it makes sense in theory, but practically, I could have died. I I couldn't (laughs) have actually died, but it was... I'm I'm sure it was not good for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In addition to that, there was a lot of... Well, uh... Not like to fill in that time where we weren't allowed to do anything. They brought all sorts of activities, like it was a summer camp for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we we had um, a two-hour activity on how to take better pictures with your smartphone, which in theory sounds interesting, but is actually really boring when they tell you to go outside, take pictures, and be like, "See, this is a good picture, and this is a bad one." Uh, we were also we we also had like an hour of playing with GarageBand. In pairs, oh. and also we we had like an evening of like four hours of just dance. Now, just dance is fun when it's just dance, but not when it's a a YouTube video that everyone in the room has to has to dance to. But wouldn't that also be an activity, like uh, the effects your BG? It is. That that's the thing. That's I'm, I was surprised they didn't include that as like an activity that affects your BG. And there were just a bunch of things that weren't very fun. And they expected us to, like, be friends. Like, we came for a a summer camp when we actually came for a clinical trial, which I was baffled by. Uh, So after seven days of enduring it, I just couldn't take it anymore. So I I left. Um, Like, I I, I gave him back the pump. (laughs) Damn, could have stolen it. How long does it usually go for? It was supposed to be 11 days. Oh, okay. Uh, but I just left after 7. And didn't you notice that the basil was getting better as you were wearing it longer? Because I thought that the pump needed like a while to like, be trained of your patterns. Yes, that while was the 10 days that we were given it before. And also in addition to that, no. <laughs> Not at all. Like also during the seven days with the automatic mode on, didn't do anything. But wouldn't it only learn when the automatic mode is on? Yeah. Also, I had a week with it on, didn't really improve. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what the time is supposed to be because I've heard a good lot of good things about the 670G. But me too. When you're allowed to correct. Yeah, I think the thing is like you're allowed. Like usually the micro boluses it gives are more to correct a slight rise, not like yeah. you being in the 400s yeah also um a lot of the 
test versions that they had of the software didn't even have the microboluses enabled. So those people had even higher glucose levels. Oh, damn. They only had the basal adjustments. Mm-hmm. So I understood it's a trial. I didn't understand why it was a summer camp. Yeah. 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 What would make more sense to me is if they would have just given you the pump and said, go do your daily thing for a while. Yeah. And then... Because they're practically testing it, right? They're not yeah. testing it under controlled circumstances. It's not like everyone who gets that pump is going to be in a hotel, eat three times a day, go to the pool once every three days. Yeah. Yeah, so TLDR is might be a cool pump. Does, doesn't work if you're not allowed to use it properly. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. And correct your highs. Would you recommend the pump to anyone? Well, if... If you're not limited by a study, then yes. Awesome. <laughs> it was a great pump. Uh, I usually use the Omnipod, which is also great for different reasons entirely. You have used like the old N-Light sensors, right? Like before... I have. Oh, that's Did the you point. That's notice true. a difference between these ones and like the new Guardian, yes, whatever yes. they call it? It's in light 3 called. Um, no, it's a Guardian. Screw you. No, it's in light <laughs> I called three. Metronic. Metronic said it's called the Guardian. Well, you're Dutch. It's different, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so a couple of years ago, my first CGM was the Enlight, like the original first Enlight. Uh, mm -hmm. Pretty old sensor came with like a bulky uh, PDM. It looked like the, looks like the, what is it? The 530, I think. It looks like the 530's remote, but just mm -hmm. without the place for the insulin. Wait, it had a it had a separate receiver. Yes. What? Wait, what do you mean? Didn't it link to a pump or something? Yeah, I didn't have a pump though. I didn't have the pump. Oh. So, it was a different product. All right. uh, <laughs> I had really bad experience with it. Honestly, um, it wouldn't be accurate at all. Sometimes it would ask for calibrations just randomly because it decided it needed another one. Which I could understand, but I did it very often, so it was not very good. It would mm -hmm. fall off a lot. I had to like strengthen it with all the stickers I had, and then I ran out of stickers and had to ask more for my healthcare like clinic and um, and also it would just like sometimes just jump around, mean like, oh, you're high now, you're low. And where where did you insert it? I would, I I did arms. I did uh stomach once but i was bleeding so i stopped and i also did like uh, lower back because i think they only recommend uh stomach no 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 arms is also allowed so is lower back um but like so the old sensor was pretty bad but how did it yeah. compare to oh right the new one so the new one is actually a lot better it's pretty accurate i think the biggest difference in like between the sensor and the calibration that I gave it during the entire trial was about 0 0.8 millimoles per liter or 15 milligrams per deciliter. It's pretty good. Which is very good comparing like yeah. even to my Dexcom, mm -hmm. which, is, yeah. which is pretty good. And I know my sensor has a delay of 20 minutes, I think, 20 or 25. What's the delay for this new sensor? I think... I think most sensors, and also this one, are like between 5 and 10 minutes. I don't think it's 20. Oh. No, mine is 20 for sure, because they say it everywhere. Yeah, Dexcom is not. 
Yeah, yeah. I've got a pretty old version of the Enlight, I think. You have the Enlight one. I might. Same one I had. I know you do. It's you have the five thirty, right? No, I've got the seven fifty three. Oh, I don't know then. It's old. <laughs> it's like ten years old. Then it probably is the Enlight <laughs> one. Yeah. All right. So, I notice, like, I don't notice it's falling off or anything, like you said. Maybe they improved the tape. Maybe I'm just more sticky. I don't know. Yeah, I I was a lot more active when I had the first sensor. I do. I I play ultimate frisbee. I'd practice three times a week, and I'd also like go for like short runs, like a couple of times a week. So it makes sense that it fell off more. But now I just use uh, uh, kinesio tape, which is just the best. Right. So um, the new sensor is more accurate and, and it doesn't fall off as much, I guess. Correct. They um, also changed the stickers. Now they're like half circles. Huh. I'm pretty interested. I, wanna, I want it, basically. <laughs> you should. It's good. I would if I could, but it's not available yet. All right. So I have one more thing. Uh, I want to ask uh, the listeners for next episode. We want to talk about dealing with diabetes, like as a kid or young adults with your parents. Cause I know that we all had interesting experiences um, with our parents doing things we may or may not have liked. And I'm interested to hear in maybe some stories from other people, um, how their parents treated the diabetes if they like helped them out or any interesting things happened just basically anything regarding parents you can leave a comment in the reddit i'll put a link in the show notes and yeah we'd love to hear from you so uh thanks for listening uh if you have any feedback for us you can leave it in uh the reddit post for this episode which is in the show notes if you want to talk to us regularly we have a diabetes server on discord on discord.gg slash diabetes and if you really liked it you can support us on patreon.com slash diacast thanks for listening thank you endos like you high eight millimoles per second <laughs> you're more sticky bring your family to germany and then abandon them sweet sweet bondage